If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Success. And it's sometime in the middle of February, I think because uh, I am actually pre-recording this so that it will go out while I'm away in the Bahamas. So you're probably, as you're, if you're listening to this on the date of publication, it will be the day before I come home after my two-week vacation. And I'm sure I've got a ton of work done and um, I'll be raring to go, particularly to, to really start ramping up for the vacation rental uh, conference, the Vacation Rental Success Summit that we're holding in Toronto on April the 30th and uh, May the 1st. It's going to be spectacular by now. I can't say anything at the moment about it because I'm pre-recording this. But by the time you listen to this, you will have, um, you will have seen the lineup of speakers we have. This is nothing like you will ever have seen at a VRMA conference or a, um, a home away conference, or even the Airbnb summits. Uh, at those ones, at home away and Airbnb, you're going to get the odd speaker here and there who, who probably really does know what they're talking about. But at this conference, at our Toronto summit, you're going to have workshops where you'll be able to sit down with powerful trainers people who know their business, which may not necessarily be the vacation rental business, but it may be social media strategy. We have a social media strategist, uh, a very well-known one in the, marketing, um, in the marketing niche. And she's going to do a 90-minute workshop on social media. Everything you need to know about things like Facebook ads. So you've got to sign up for this conference. The, the price of it, which you'll see when you go to the landing page, is not much more than a day or so, a night or so of rental for the average property. And you are going to get far, far more than one extra night out of coming to this conference and learning from all these amazing people. I really hope to see you there. I want to, I'm intend meeting and talking to every single participant at some point during the weekend. I can't wait to meet you all. So one of the things we're going to be talking about at the conference is SEO. Um, it's search engine optimization. It's something that's been around for many, many years. And I'm just going to turn away from the mic at the moment, and just pick up a book, which is called The Art of SEO. Uh, mastering search engine optimization. And I have to say, I almost turned geeky when I bought this, but I'm just going to have a quick look at the, um, the date of this, the date of publication of this book, because I think it was probably quite a long time ago. Um, okay, this was published. Oh, actually, 2010, this was published. But I'm willing to bet that just about you know, a lot of stuff in that book is still going to be 
is, is still going to be relevant, but a lot of it is going to be out of date. It's a bit like when I wrote my book, uh, Renting Your Recreational Property for Profit, back in 2007. It all seems so up to date at that time, but you know we were still talking about print advertising. Major listing sites just were not, that they were there, but they were not as prominent as they are now. With the pace of change in this industry, and in any other industry, actually, particularly that, that SEO affects every single website that is out there. But the pace of change means that buying a book is to, to do it yourself uh, could be okay, but you don't know how long that material is going to remain up to date and, and relevant. So today we're talking to Conrad O'Connell, and I met Conrad at um, the VRMA conference in October of, of last year. Conrad is a digital marketing consultant and he's going to tell you, I'm not even going to start with, um, with, with Conrad's uh, resume and, and why he's qualified to talk about SEO. I'm going to leave that all to him. What I do know from people that I've spoken to is that this is the guy to go to if you want to really get your digital marketing off the ground. So without further ado, let's move on over and talk to Conrad O'Connell. So I'm absolutely delighted to have with me today Conrad O'Connell, who is uh, calling in from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, which is clearly a lot warmer than we have here in Ontario. Good morning, Conrad. How are you today? I'm well. How are you doing, Heather? Thank you. Good morning. I, I am doing very well indeed. Thank you very much. Um, actually, as, as this is being published, I'm, I'm still sunning it in, in the Bahamas. But as we record this today, I'm still looking out on little patches of snow, but a lot of green grass. We're, we're still having a non-winter here up, up here in Ontario, which, uh, which actually makes it feel like spring. So, right. Conrad, we met at, uh, I mean, we've, I've, I've, I've followed you and we, I think we've sort of corresponded on the same threads on Matt's inner circle at times. Um, and we met for the first time in um, New Orleans in October mm -hmm. at the VRMA, VRMA conference. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I was just really, I was taken with your passion for, for this business. So I wanted to know, well, I wanted to ask you to tell us a bit about yourself and, you know, how you came to be working with vacation rental companies. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I moved, I moved here to, to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina when I was still in high school. I was 16. And at that time, my goal was to be a professional golfer. That was like the thing I wanted to do and I was going to spend all my time and that was what I was going to focus on. Um, so I, when I moved here, this is like the, one of the best places in the, you know, in the whole United States to kind of focus on that kind of thing or certainly to golf in general. Um, you know, I think Myrtle Beach is probably listed as like the third or fourth you know, most common destination in the United States. Certainly one of the most common ones on the East Coast. And um, so I moved here and I was still in high school and I was convinced that I was going to play high school golf and be a professional golfer. And I was okay, but it quit, didn't quite work out, but that's okay. So I went to um, Coastal Carolina University, which is just a college here in, in Myrtle Beach, and I got a degree in marketing. So um, after, after I got my degree, I needed a job, right, to go and pay for things and be an adult like you should be. Um, and I found a, a company, they just called themselves like a marketing agency um, that was located like 20 minutes from, from where I, you know, where I'd lived. 
and I didn't know a lot about it. You know, a lot of a lot of stuff you learn in, in college, certainly today for you know marketing degree, isn't really that useful for you know the digital age. They certainly don't dig in and teach you a lot about the tactics we're going to kind of go over here today. But um, they teach you enough that you can certainly get the concepts down and some of the basics. So I worked there for a year, and um, I kind of got my feet wet and learned a, like a lot of these technical skills that I think have helped some of the vacation rental managers that I work with. So I learned about search engine optimization, pay per click advertising, you know, social media all these different things. Um, and, you know, at the time, the, the, the company I was working for, you know, was just focused on, you know, as different industry, not, not one that I, um, you know, saw myself having a future in. It just wasn't something that really clicked for me. Um, and the company's very successful, and I, you know, I, I certainly hope that they do well, but it wasn't something that I saw myself doing. So I had the opportunity to go to a different company um, called Intercoastal Net Designs, and Intercoastal Net Designs is where I work today. They're located in Oceanelle Beach, North Carolina. And, um, you know, uh, you know, ICND for short, you know, we focus really on doing um, websites mostly for vacation rental managers, um, typically larger companies. So most of our most of our clients are anywhere from um, 30 properties, 40, 50, all the way up to 500, 600 plus. So, um, you know, we're building them custom websites that are kind of in that, you know, in that space, the, the bigger vacation rental managers. Um, so I was able to kind of take my skills that I learned at my first job from search engine optimization, pay-per-click, and bring that kind of to all the vacation rental marketing clients we've had. And I've kind of spent two years now, you know, a little bit longer, kind of digging in and really figuring out how those, you know, those tactics can help people who are in the, the vacation rental industry. And, you know, I can say, you know, after two years, it definitely is a, it's the, the people are so nice and everything is, everything is just, um, you know, kind of what, what I wished it had been, you know, at the, at the first company that I worked for. So I've certainly learned a lot, you know. Well, I, I, it's something that I've, I've been sa- saying a lot recently. I, I don't know whether I'm just talking to more and more um, vacation rental people. We really are such a nice bunch. Right? We're just such lovely people. Uh, everybody. And, uh, yes, absolutely <laughs> everybody. I don't think I've come across anybody yet, that, and, and that's going to VRMA conferences and Home Away Summits. and you know, I haven't mm-hmm. come across anybody I don't like. Everybody... Wants, seems to want to help, to contribute, to share, and uh, it's just a really, really nice community to be in. I don't know whether it's because we're all, you know, we're all involved in dealing with with, with um, people's dreams. You know, mm-hmm. we, we we make dreams come true. We make holidays mm-hmm. the most amazing experiences ever. So I guess we've got to be pretty nice and positive to do that. Yeah, well, I love I love the tweet you send out where it says um, it says how many days you have to work in order to like for every it's like for every twenty days I think someone's working that's like one day that they're spending on vacation. So and I think of I think of that when I'm when I'm working funny enough with vacation rental managers and I'm like well they're working so that one day they can go on vacation so they have to make those you know they know what it feels like so it's kind of an interesting uh, way to look at it I really like that that when you send that out it's, so it's, oh, it makes yes. me smile. Yeah, that that was actually we, we were down in um, in Costa Rica about four years ago. And, and we had a problem with a dripping tap and the, and it was, it was annoying because it, oh no, it wasn't a dripping tap. It was, it was, it was a drip under the sink. So we had to keep putting a bucket under the sink to collect the water and then empty the water out when, um, uh, when it was full. Hmm. And the property manager was so quick to come out and we were saying, you know, this is amazing how, you know, how quickly you've dealt with this. And, and he came mm-hmm. up with exactly that. He said, you are on vacation. You work hard, mm-hmm. and and weeks and weeks for every hour, every day, you're on vacation. If you have mm-hmm. to spend it changing out a bucket under a sink, I've failed as a property manager, and I never mm-hmm. ever forgot that. 
So, so yes, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that one, that one works for you sort of in the reverse, <laughs> in, in, the, in the different environment. Yeah. So yeah, you're definitely. also a digital marketing consultant, which all sounds very, very grand. And uh, <laughs> your website at um, 91 Digital um, mm. is where you hang out, is where you have um, a ton of blog posts, really, really interesting ones. I've been um, sort of delving into those. Uh, tell me what a digital marketing consultant is. Yeah. So, you know, like I mentioned before, my full-time work is at Intercoastal Net Designs. And I, I love the people that, and the clients that we have there, they are certainly, um, you know, it's definitely a big challenge, but you know, you mentioned Matt's inner circle earlier, something that I've kind of learned over the past, you know, let's say six to eight months, a lot more is there's so many people out there who maybe don't need something that's, you know, quite matches what we do, where it's something that's very custom and maybe something that requires a lot of, um, you know, man and woman hours to put together. Um, so a lot of the, the marketing plans and stuff that I do there don't always mesh well with people who maybe have different goals. Maybe they have three properties and they do kind of all the work themselves and they just need some help or they need some techniques to try or something that they need to pick up or learn. So, you know, kind of, um, you know, when it's a good fit, I, I work with, I work with, you know, some other people who typically are like smaller property managers or smaller vacation rental managers who are kind of looking to do most of it on their own, but maybe they just need some advice or maybe they want to shorten the learning curve of, let's say, you know, pay-per-click advertising from maybe spending, you know, a few thousand dollars of their own money and not getting good results. It may be less expensive to hire someone who's kind of done it a few times before and can kind of show them the path of, of the best way to do it. So that's kind of where I can come in and help people in that sense. Yeah. And I read through um, your client project checklist which is on your website and I will be putting links to all these um, mm -hmm. which was it was just quite amazing when when I look at what you actually do um, mm -hmm. most of it I didn't understand at all um, <laughs> there was something to do with a frog in there I seem to recall <laughs> um, yeah that's there's a there's a way to crawl a website so I uh, think of think of Screaming Frog as an SEO tool. So the, I think their website is just screamingfrog.co.uk. I think they're, they're based in London. Oh, and, um, right. Yeah, I, yeah I, so, just, I just saw, you know, it's under index and crawl audit, which is something that you do. It says full Screaming Frog crawl. That yeah. sounded really fascinating. But I'm sure it's, <laughs> it's probably not as fascinating as it sounds. No, no, I feel like I'm letting you down because it's basically <laughs> just a spreadsheet of your website. Um, so sorry, sorry, not as exciting as you'd hoped. <laughs> well, it, it's certainly, you know, an interesting to go through that because you, you just said, you know, people who've, who've perhaps tried to do it on their own before and mm. then not getting the results. Because when I went through this and I thought, oh, this is crazy. There is so <laughs> much to this um, digital marketing strategy. That, that people really probably don't even even think about. It's not in their, you know, it, it's just not out there in in their scope of understanding. That that was just completely fascinating. And I'd love to go through absolutely everything, but unfortunately we've got limited time. So I really want to touch on SEO. And it was one of the reasons mm -hmm. I, I wanted to get hold of you because I had read the uh, blog post on um, Andy McNulty's guest hook blog mm -hmm. um, yes. on vacation rental SEO part one, understanding the basics, because I think he's only just got to part one so far. And there was you and David and Jotty. Um, David mm -hmm. is joining us on the, on, on the podcast in a couple of weeks time, but uh, you know, you're first. <laughs> so, so I thought, you know, having, having read this once again, I'll put a copy, uh, I'll put a link to this in the show notes. Um, having read this, it really piqued my interest about SEO because it, it does seem like a complicated topic. And, and I know years ago, I, 
you know, I mentioned this in the introduction, I picked up this book called The Art of SEO. And surprisingly enough, it was a really good read. But mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's probably um, a lot of it's out of date. So I wonder if you could give us a quick sort of cook's tour of SEO. And I want to, you know, just explain yeah. SEO in its entirety in the next five minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I'll I'll do my best. I do my best. I promise you that. Um, okay. So I guess I think about it from, from two different ways. So, you know, the first question people may, may ask if they haven't reached the point where they've decided that they want to focus on this for their website, because, you know, let me, let me get to maybe, let me save us a little time here. It's expensive. You know, it's going to, it's expensive, even if it's just your time that you're investing to learn it. And then it's your time you're investing to kind of make these changes to your website or do outreach or whatever kind of SEO tactic you're working on. You know, even if it's just expensive from a time perspective, that's, that's part of it. You know, if you hire an outside company or a consultant or something to do it for you, you know, you're probably not going to see results right away. Some of these changes take a while. So oftentimes people ask me with the why, so like, why would I want to do this? And that's kind of where I start where, you know, people will use, you know, search engine, like let's just use Google as our example, because that's the most common one to look for vacation rentals in your area. This is almost universally true. I've never found a case, you know, a time when this isn't the case. Um, so you could, you could do some research and say, um, you could go online and look at a, a, a tool like Google Keyword Planner and go and put in, I'll just use Myrtle Beach as an example, like Myrtle Beach vacation rentals into that tool. And Google will actually tell you how many people per month actually search for that keyword in Google. So those are people who are your potential guests, people who would fit very well potentially in your, in your rental or your group of rentals if you have that. And Google then ranks these websites when people look for it, right? And once once you kind of start to draw the analogy for people between a search that they've done before, like maybe you were, um, maybe you've looked for a dentist one time, and what did you do? If you moved to a new town or something, you probably just Googled, you know, whatever area you were in dentist, and then you started to look through the websites and maybe deciding which one you should contact. So as soon as you draw that analogy for vacation rental, you know, managers, I think they can, you know, pick it up really quick and kind of get why this could be very powerful for you. Um, you know, the SEO end of it is something that once your once your website's ranking well in search and once you're getting some of that that traffic, you know, to your website, it's something that you're not maybe continuously paying for compared to something like a pay-per-click advertising. Or, you know, even let's let's draw a different example. You know, every year, let's say you pay for a home away listing or you pay every time you get a booking. You know, none of that is actually the case with SEO, let's say your website ranks well and you've spent time and effort and energy to get it there, that may take a little while to do that. But once you're there, you're kind of earning I don't like to abuse this word, but I think we can use it in this context. You're kind of earning that free traffic to your website, and you can certainly get a lot of bookings from the traffic that comes from a search engine like Google. Um, so that's kind of the why, I guess, real quick, and I'll try to sum that up pretty quick, because that's the why of, of why you would kind of want to focus on this or why it's a channel that can certainly help your rental business. Um, the, the next part of it, let's say you decided that you want to focus on it and something that you feel like can help your business. Um, I think that there's kind of a few... Um, elements to focus on and, and the one that um, is kind of the easiest to, typically and the one that kind of, um, you know, any vacation rental manager could kind of research and do would be like the on-page SEO stuff. So that could be like researching your keywords, you know, use a tool like Google Keyword Planner, research your keywords. Um, you could go through and optimize your pages for those keywords. And that could be something as simple as just changing the title tag of your web page and then going in and adding um, some text or content to your page that's, re- that's centered around that keyword. Or it could be something as, you know, a little more advanced, like, um, you know, maybe you go and you, and you find out, um, you know, different um, types of searches people do. So this is a common thing that, 
I do for vacation rental managers that have a lot of properties is we'll do research around which people search for um, oceanfront vacation rentals as opposed to um, pet-friendly vacation rentals. And then we'll go and create pages based around the searches that people are doing so that we match kind of the, the intent of what they're looking for. You know, let's say in our example here, someone searches for Myrtle Beach oceanfront condo rentals. Um, we'll go make a page of all of our condo rentals that fit the oceanfront criteria, put them on the page because it's exactly what the searcher is looking for. And then we'll do some on-page optimization to match well with the search that people are looking for that type of, you know, rental. So, and that can be, so let, let me yeah. just, let me just in, interject there because I remember years ago, and you still see some of these websites out there now, where, I mean, I think the, the term is keyword stuffing, mm, where yeah. some, you might have got this, that people are searching for ocean, Myrtle Beach oceanfront condos. So, mm-hmm. so the text on the page would be, come and enjoy your vacation at our Myrtle Beach oceanfront condos. When you come to our Myrtle Beach oceanfront condos, <laughs> and it goes on and on and on, and you probably see that same phrase in there over and over again. Um, yeah. I'm assuming, I'm hope I, <clears throat> I'm assuming that that is, that is dead in the water now. Nobody does that anymore. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I hope they shouldn't be, you know, certainly not something that works anymore and it kind of makes your, your content not helpful for the guests to read. So it's not something that I recommend. Um, you know, let's, let's just, if, if that's our example, you know, it could be as something as simple as mentioning that, that keyword one time in the copy. I, I say, if you want to rank for a keyword, ask me somewhere on the page in the content, but certainly don't work it in, in an artificial sense or something that's not, you know, not, not something that you actually would want the guests to go through and read, you know, the, the quality of it is something that even Google analyzes as well. And not just the actual keyword, but they'll look and see. They can actually detect if there's like bad grammar on the page or spelling or, you know, other issues like that. So you want to make sure it's something the guest actually wants to read. Um, But as far as kind of a a keyword targeting sense, you know, you can do something as simple as making sure that that keyword's in the title tag. um, And then at the very top of the page in something like an H1 tag, that's just an uh, HTML um, code, you know, for the, like the heading of a page, you know, you may say like browse our Myrtle Beach oceanfront condo rentals, which helps Google, you know, tell you know, tell the, the robot, if you will, what the page is about. It also helps the guests because if they click on that page, they're looking, they're reading, they're saying, oh, this is exactly what I'm looking for. And I look for, I clicked on a link that said oceanfront condos. I'm at this page now and it has nothing but condos that are, you know, view the ocean. So it's kind of helping both, both sides of it. And if you think about it that way, when you're writing the content and when you're researching these keywords, if you think about what your guest is actually searching for or looking for, you know, you're going to get pretty, pretty close to what, you know, is what I would consider optimal or ideal without any kind of special training or knowledge or anything like that. Um, there's certainly a lot of resources out there that you can kind of, you know, get, get the specifics on, you know, like, um, Moz is kind of a great resource. So you mentioned Rand Fishkin, the art of SEO. That's kind of a, a great way to spend some time. And they have this whole um, section of the website called the beginner's guide, where if it's something where you feel like you have some kind of base knowledge, but you want to get through and learn the specifics, I feel like no one's put a better, you know, option together than going through that guide and kind of looking at the on-page SEO elements of it. That was a very nice explanation of it. I mean, certainly, you know, you've, you've brought it down to just a couple of things, knowing why you're doing it. And then, then the, um, the on-page SEO, which is something I've always been interested in and not, never quite sure whether we're getting it right. So going back to that, you know, this 2010 um, version, they, they talked about how important um, meta tags are. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you explain what that means and if that is still something that's relevant? 
Yeah, definitely. So let's say we're doing that same search before um, our Myrtle Beach oceanfront vacation rental search. So if we were to go right now and Google and do that search or, you know, any Google search that you want to do, um, you'll see that these, there's a bunch of blue links on the page. Um, do the search right now. So you'll see there's a bunch of blue links on the page um, that you, you know, that's be the ones that you want to click on. In that case, those are the, that's the, the title tag we mentioned before. Um, then under, underneath that blue link, you'll see like a green um, URL that just tells, you know, that just tells the, the user what website they're actually going to visit. Um, and then underneath that, you'll actually see what is called like the meta description. So that's kind of one of those meta tags that, that some, that um, Rand was probably mentioning in that book. So that's a very important tag um, to include on your page so that people can read a short description of the link before they actually click on it. Um, users are, you know, in general by on search are very influenced by what's actually written in that title or, or written in that, excuse me, written in that meta description tag. If it's something that's just, you know, gibberish and doesn't make any sense, you know, like I've seen before where the, the programming or the, the code of the website is showing in those, in those descriptions and mm-hmm. doesn't make me want to click on it. Um, but I'm, I did this search here and like, I'll just use Flipkey as an example. So there it says, enjoy the beach and sunrise from the oceanfront balcony of modern two bed, two bath Myrtle Beach condos. So that's kind of like, yeah, like I, I, I search for oceanfront condos is talking about sunrises and beach and I'm all about that. So I'm probably more likely to click on that result than I am one that doesn't kind of have a good description. So that's kind of one of those tags that you want to have. It's not necessarily a ranking factor, like going and putting keywords in there isn't going to probably make you rank any better, but it's something that the user is going to look at or the the guest is going to look at to decide if they're going to click on that link or not. Um, So that's a very important one to include. So, so getting that, how how do you get that meta description in there? I mean, the majority of people now are using WordPress. So I'm I'm assuming that, that, that we're in the WordPress dashboard and mm-hmm. and there is a space for meta description. So do you actually mm-hmm. physically put that short description in there? Yeah, so my kind of philosophy on this is that it's definitely worth what I call handwriting. Um, and But what I mean by that is going in and manually typing in, um, you know, well-crafted meta descriptions or ones that you're actually thinking about and writing um, for all of what I would call your key pages. So definitely your homepage for sure, no matter what. Um, but also these different landing pages that you may have that you want a guest to come in on and look at. Um, it may not be, depending on how many properties you have, it may not be quite a reasonable option for you to go through and handwrite meta descriptions for every single property especially, um, I was mentioning before, these property managers that have five or 600 properties, that's not something that's possible. So, you know, the website setup may change that a little bit because we've, we've created like scripts and stuff that will actually go through and pull the, flirt, the first two sentences from a page and automatically insert it into the, you know, into the code of the website. But in, in your WordPress example, um, there's a plugin called Yoast uh, SEO that's kind of like the standard for um, WordPress plugins from the SEO perspective that kind of guides you now. Um, they've kind of recently updated the plugin and it kind of guides you um, to how to write a good meta description. It'll tell you if it's too long or if it's too short. And um, the little editor at the bottom of the page will actually show you what it will actually look like in a Google search result. So you can kind of play around with it and see um, how you kind of want it to look and read. And you can kind of go through and, and hand write those different descriptions for each page. That's kind of what I would recommend if you have WordPress. Um, if you have like a vacation rental specific template or um or uh, one of these website builders you just may have to consult with them to see exactly how to change it but it's it's typically something that's pretty easy to do in the you know admin area yeah somebody mentioned yoast to me the other day and said you know how how useful it was for for their blog posts in fact to uh, to to determine whether they were you know whether it was almost to determine readability and mm-hmm. 
Um, so, so yes, thank you very much for that one. I will make sure that that's uh, and any anything that uh, that you mention, in fact, will be going in the show notes as a link. So, so, so Yoast is a plugin, right, for WordPress. Yeah, yeah, and it works on. I haven't found a website or a WordPress website or theme that it hasn't worked with. So it's a very, uh, you know, very popular. I think when you go on the WordPress um, plugin page to install it, I think it tops out at over a million downloads. So it's something that's very, um, very common and a very, very widely used um, software. I know you, you should, as a kind of an aside here, this is an SEO related, but definitely be be wary of installing WordPress plugins if you haven't kind of vetted their quality. But this is one that I, I think is uh, is up there in terms of the quality and how they how they made it. Yeah, WordPress plugins are a bit like apps, aren't they? They can jump out, out at you and, and say, well, you know, pick me, pick me. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I've, I've learned that to my cost in, in previous iterations of other websites of, <laughs> of piling in as many plugins as I can because I'm, I'm just wooed by, by the, the fancy stuff that they're telling me they're going to do. And then what, what happens, it just gets, the, the, the site just gets bogged down and um, yeah. almost under the weight of plugins. Yeah, definitely run as lean as you can. If you don't need something, then um, definitely go ahead and get rid of it. Uh, just from, uh, well, I mean, kind of an SEO-related thing is Google looks at the, the speed of your website and, you know, even ignoring SEO for a second, your users or your guests want a fast website, especially people who are accessing it more and more from their phone. You know, if, if your website doesn't load in a second or two on their phone, they may just give up and say, you know, no, I'm, I don't, this is too much effort. I'm just going to go on a different website or they're just going to go on home away because that website is easier to use or something so if you've got someone that far if they're already on their on your website and kind of considering you know looking at your dates or looking at your rates and making that inquiry make sure your website's fast you got them that far you know don't 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 fumble the easy part you know right and plugins can slow that down it can yeah definitely so be wary be wary yeah. so so everyone seeks that they're all seeking that i mean we're, we're on this page one of google for um i've got oceanfront vacation rentals myrtle beach um i don't know mm-hmm. if that's similar to what uh, to, to what you keyed into Google. So everybody wants to be on that first page, but there is a limited amount of space. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I can see that, you know, we, on, on here, we've got the, the, the usual suspects. There's HomeAway, there's FlipKey, there's VRBO, there's um, um, TripAdvisor. Um, mm-hmm. And then we have some um, vacation rental companies, oceanfrontvac.com. Mm-hmm. I've got myrtlebeach.com forward slash condos homeaway.ca which is always nice to see actually uh, <laughs> northmyrtlebeach.com forward slash oceanfront browse and book over 250 plus condos there's a lot of companies in myrtle beach so mm-hmm. what how how can they get to that first page um tell me that secret Okay, so uh, you know the, the mention the topic we were talking about before was kind of like the on page. That's something where if you had a brand new, you know, you and I could create a website tomorrow and go through and do our on page SEO and make it pretty flawless pretty quickly. You know, so if we're trying to go through and optimize for a specific keyword, so that's something that's controllable by the the owner of the website. It's something that's pretty predictable in terms of how long it takes or in terms of um, the effort that you may need to put through to make it work. But the kind of the secret or it, it, you know the the next step or the part that's time consuming or takes the longest is going and making your website more authoritative in the eyes of Google. So you talked about um, how HomeAway always ranks and VRBO always ranks and Flippy always ranks in Google. Well, if you go and look at the um, link profiles of those websites, and by link profiles, I mean how many other websites link to those websites, you'll see that the number is you know pretty astronomical compared to almost any other you know individual vacation rental manager's website. So in the eyes of Google, you know if 10,000, 40, 
you know, 25,000 websites linked to the homeaway.com domain, you know, Google has a pretty good idea that that's a website that's trusted, that a lot of people want to use, that's something that they should be showing in search results because people want to see it. Um, and, and they're not wrong. You know, people do want to see those kind of websites and search results. So for you to make the kind of leap from, let's say you go through and do your on-page SEO and then you go and look at Google and you see that you're on page four for the keyword that you want to rank well for, to make that leap from page four to page one, you know, there's there's a couple other things that make a difference. But the number one thing that people need to kind of focus on is getting a lot of, you know, links or in the eyes of Google, they're kind of like votes to your website. Um, and this is something that can get quickly... Um, misconstrued. So I want to, I want to throw a couple caveats in right away. Um, so you want to make sure that you're getting high quality links to your websites or websites that I like to, you know, I like to think of websites that are like, like topically relevant. So if there's other websites that are about Myrtle beach that, you know, write about places to stay and then they link to your website, that's something that's probably a good link. Even if that website itself isn't the most authoritative, that's something that's very relevant to what you're offering. So that's a good link. Um, if you go online and you just find these link directories that will submit your website to 5,000, you know, you know, directories in one click, that's something that's not very going to be very valuable for you at all. In fact, it could potentially hurt your website in search results or make you rank lower. Um, so you want to be getting links from websites that are maybe in your area or maybe that are about vacation rentals or maybe that are about places to stay um, or even a page that's about places to stay. So here's a little tip that I've done before. Let's say um, in, in the Myrtle Beach area, there's a lot of people who do um, fishing charters. So, you know, it's a pretty common, you know, business here in the area. So a lot of these fishing charter websites have pages where they recommend places to stay. Well, if you find those pages, you can go through and email the, you know, owner of the company or the website administrator and ask if you could get a link on that, that places to stay website or that places to stay page, excuse me, on that website. So that's a way to get links and kind of build up your, your votes in the eyes of Google or your authority in the eyes of Google as more and more websites that are good recommend you, you're going to kind of rise in the search results over time. So that's kind of the, the thing that people need to kind of focus on long term is figuring out a way to get more of, more of those high quality links because that's what's going to really drive that website higher in search results ahead of even you know, the VRBO and homeways of the world once you spend enough time and effort to, to go through that process. Um, so, so there is some. There's manual work here. Um, of, oh yeah. Of actually going because we we we've done this in in our agency. You know, we boat rentals are a big thing in um, in Ontario on the lakes. So mm -hmm. we've we've approached all the boat rental companies, and we have a we're having a resource page on our website which mm -hmm. lists, lists all the boat rental companies. And then we've gone back to them and said, this is what we're doing. We'd appreciate it if, if you could list us on your accommodation page. So it's as simple mm -hmm. as that, really. It's a sort of quite often a reciprocal thing. Yeah, that's definitely a reciprocal is a very common way. And, you know, if, if you research this, you may find that Google doesn't want you to overdo this. You know, certainly don't go linking to websites that have nothing to do with what you're about. Don't go linking to a website about credit card insurance, you know, or insurance information and then expect them to link back to you. But, you know, the example you have there of local companies that you know or that you may have a personal relationship with or something and getting them to link to you, I'm always, you know, I'm always willing to do kind of reciprocal linking for something like that because it helps both businesses. And it's something that benefits the you know the customers of the fishing or the boat rental company and it's something that benefits your customers if they're looking for information about the best boat rentals and you've kind of vetted a few of these people and picked out some good ones and they'll list them on your website so if you're you know and google wants you to keep kind of the the user in mind or the guest in mind 
whenever you're making these changes to your website or whenever you're linking out or you know any kind of action that you're taking. So when you go through and do things like that, those are things that are helping both both parties. It's it's helping your website a little in search. It's helping the the other website in search a little, and it's you know something that's relevant and something that you should definitely kind of emulate more of those kind of tactics. Definitely. Okay, great tips there. I'm curious, um, Conrad, because I'm. I'm I'm still on this page. So I'm coming down to the bottom and I'm seeing two um, links out to Google Plus. Now, mm-hmm. I, I haven't been on Google Plus forever. Um, I think a lot of people haven't been on Google Plus forever. But I know, you know, it's, it's part of Google. So you do see these, um, th- these, these links on the first page of Google quite a lot. Is mm-hmm. it, is it what, what's your take on Google Plus? This is a bit of a segue out of um, SEO, yes, yeah. but uh, just just briefly. Yeah, so I think Google Plus is becoming increasingly, um, hope I'm using this right, decoupled or kind of split apart from from the, the social element of it. And they're just kind of bringing it back to how it used to be when I when I really got started in, in search, which was that Google Plus used to have like a business listing, you know, and you could have a Google business listing regardless of if you decided to participate in Google Plus or not. And then Google kind of flip-flopped on that and said, okay, well, to use Google Business, you have to, or to get a Google Business listing, you must also go through and set up a, you know, a social media page. So they kind of forced the, the integration of the two things. And I think they've spent the past you know, this is very recent, but even the past 60 to 90 days going and making changes to split those things apart, where basically you can go through and do a business listing, which is probably maybe what you're seeing a little bit more of, as opposed to kind of the social element of it. But if you look in search, it may it may mention Google+, Plus, but really all it's become is kind of like the business or map, um, you know, area of, of Google, which I think is very important. So to answer your question from a social perspective, Google+, Plus, I'm not very kind of bullish on that. I think that that's kind of that ship has almost sailed and whatever's left is probably not worth your time. Um, from the Google business perspective, if you can go through and get a business listing for your, for your vacation rental company and go through and get reviews on that page and go through and optimize that page, add in photos, you know, add in your categories, all that kind of stuff. That part is still very helpful for search for, for SEO efforts, um, but not so much on the social side. So that's kind of my, my cliff notes version there. Okay. Well, thank you for that. And I'm still on that same page. The, the last thing I want to, to pick out are the, bottom it says searches related to mm-hmm. um and there's there's a list of of other um searches that people have done uh, is this something that we should be looking at is this important should we think well you know people obviously you know, they're searching for cheap vacation rentals in myrtle beach is that something that i should be trying to rank for yeah well on that specific example my my personal opinion on this and i've done pay-per-click against cheap keywords before i i'm never a fan of cheap keywords just because the, i feel like you attract the wrong kind of guest with them um but the searches related to box is very helpful especially if you feel like you maybe are a little stuck on on maybe new keyword ideas maybe you've gone through and you've made a page about oceanfront and you have a few oceanfront condos available on that page um, and you're starting to maybe see some improvement in search and you go, okay, well, this page is starting to get a little traffic. Maybe I need to come up with another page that's kind of topically relevant. So you could do that search, drop to the bottom of the page and get some new ideas if you feel like you're kind of stuck or you haven't come up with anything new. Um, so in, in my in my example here, it's, it mentions Myrtle Beach luxury condo rentals. Well, if you're if you're a vacation rental company that has um, you know higher end units, there may be worth doing a page about all of your penthouse or all of your three or four bedroom uh, bedroom uh, units and putting all those on a page and collecting those and trying to rank for that keyword. So that's kind of like a new idea that you could execute on and see if you can get some traffic relating to that keyword as well. So it's good. Um, 
it's kind of good free, you know, research doesn't take very long to do and it can probably, um, spark your, spark your mind a little bit and get, get you some new ideas for sure. Yeah, cheap vacation rentals probably wasn't the best one to pick up on. <laughs> but uh, but the other one that, that I you know, went to was like Myrtle Beach weekend rentals. You know, I'm sort of thinking about our own position up here in Ontario. And I know that you know, getting a weekend rental in the summer is nigh on impossible. But mm-hmm. there are some properties that do it. And Ontario, um, Ontario cottage weekend rentals would probably be a terrific um, T- terrific keywords to try and rank for so that, yeah. that's fantastic um conrad this is this is really really great and i can't believe the time is going so fast we may have to do a part two now i know why andy mcnulty <laughs> has done part one and part two <laughs> let's just can we move on to content marketing because it's something i've yeah. been talking to talking about a lot of uh, talking to a lot of people about just recently um and different types of content marketing because People seem to to concentrate on blogging, that blogging mm-hmm. is the be-all and end-all of content marketing. How important is you know, this umbrella term content marketing to an overall marketing strategy and mm-hmm. what types of content actually work the best? What what else is there besides blogging? Yeah, definitely. So the first touch there was how important is it? Well, I think it's as important as you want to make it or how much effort you want to put into it. So you know, I guess kind of what I, what I see the mistakes that are made is someone, you know, will read a, read a blog post that maybe I've written or you've written or someone else in the industry has written in just online marketing in general saying you need to do content marketing. So they'll kind of think and say, okay, well I need to do that. So they go and, you know, go to the blog portion of their WordPress site, which maybe they haven't looked at in five years or something. And then they go write a hundred word posts about like something that's happening that weekend with, you know, no image, no links, no nothing. And they post it, put it on social and they do that four or five times and go, that doesn't work. I didn't get any traffic. It's over. Um, you just can't, you just can't think that way. You can't play the short game on it and you can't play the game of, I'm just going to kind of do something that's so little effort and expect to get good results out of it. So, um, Matt did a post on VR, uh, vacation rental marketing blog called 10 X where he talked about this idea from, from Ryan Fishkin, our example before, about making sure that whatever you're putting on the website is something that's 10 times more valuable than what other people have created. Um, so I think that if you're going to do it, I'd rather see people do content, and I'll give some examples here in a moment, um, that aren't just um, you know something that's 100 words that you throw in your WordPress post, hit publish, and kind of hope for the best and walk away, and that, that's it. Um, I think you kind of have it, need to have the mindset of, I need to make something that's a lot better than what's currently out there. And that probably will include doing a lot of research into what's currently out there, maybe going to your competitor's website or going to the website of your local um, area information website. So, you know, there's always that, that website in your area maybe that ranks well for just searches of the, the, the rental um, area name. So let's just say, you know, murderbeach.com could be our example here, going and looking at the content on that website and then saying, well, how can I make a better version of this? And, you know, blog posts are kind of the quickest way to probably go through and do something like that. But they're not the only way. Um, you know, in Matt's post, he talked about he could go through and do a video of these different tours and then give, you know, embed all these videos on a blog post page and then say, okay, let's let's use our fishing charter example before. Well, some people are probably just going to go through and list the set, six or seven different fishing charter companies that are in that area. But what if you went through and did a video interview with each of the different captives and said, okay, well, I'm a local rental company. I'm putting together a post on this. You know, that's kind of taking the next step. That's kind of going the extra mile and making something that's much more um, interactive or interesting. Um, so it could be video, it could be, you know, it, it could be audio, it could be these podcasts, um, like the podcasts we're doing right now. Um, 
It could be something that's like an interactive tool. So you mentioned David before from um, SmokyMountains.com. And if you look at that website, that's, in my opinion, I think they're doing some of the best kind of visual kind of content in, um, as, far, as far as like actual individual vacation rental companies. I can't think of anyone that's doing it better than, you know, that team right now. So if you want to go look at that website for inspiration, I think that's a great place to kind of get started and look and see what other people are doing. But they did, um, they did like a tool and then they got some press outreach that way. So their tool was like fall foliage. Um, and I just mentioned this in a different example, too, the other day. Um, so I think there's a lot of angles that you can attack it with. And it doesn't necessarily just have to be um, blog posts. It could be um, infographics aren't as popular as they used to be. But you could certainly kind of research that medium and see if it's something that you could potentially get some traction on. So I think there's a lot of different ways to go about it. And maybe you're more visual or maybe writing isn't your strong suit. And I think that's okay. You can kind of research these other um, methods and see if you can kind of dig in more there. That's fantastic. And you, you also mentioned in a, a blog post recently, Instagram, um, mm-hmm. you mentioned uh, Thibaut Masson's realbarley.com. Mm-hmm. I find that really fascinating because Thibaut is, is he's targeting his demographic. Mm-hmm. These are the people right. that are using Instagram. They're using Instagram far more than they're ever going to read a blog. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, how, you know, when, when someone is, is when his target guest is bored at a supermarket, they probably don't go and open Google and start to search for things to do or whatever. They open Instagram. That's kind of like their the social media is kind of like the, the cigarette of the 21st century, right, where people are bored and they just open it and start looking at it. Um, so I think that, yeah, you can uh, uh, kind of... Uh, I really like what he's doing there, and I think that's it's awesome what he's doing. I think philosophy, just like my philosophy, is that whenever you're putting your content on another platform, whether that's Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, I mean, any of these platforms that are basically controlled by you know those companies, you just kind of have to always recognize that the audience that you've built, you may not be entitled to that audience, or you may not be you know, given that audience forever, you know, my classic example here is three or four years ago, a business would post on their Facebook page and reach 50% of their fans of people who would like them on Facebook. Nowadays, you may reach five or 10% of those same fans that you used to be able to reach 50% of. So just kind of a word of caution there. If you're considering building that content on another platform, just be aware that you kind of have to have a hook to get them back into something that you can control. Let's say, I think his, his is actually an email newsletter that you can sign up for by clicking the, um, the link in his Instagram profile. So he's building an email list. He's going to own that email list regardless of whatever Instagram ever changes as far as their rules or what you're allowed to post or how frequently or stuff like that. So I guess that's just a, maybe a quick word of caution there is that you kind of need to build a little bit of um, your own platform into this stuff. And if you're posting stuff on Instagram or Facebook, make sure it's kind of driving back to your website when it needs to and kind of getting getting something that you can stick around with that's not going to go away if one of those platforms goes away. Because like our example before with Google+, Plus, it does happen, right? These platforms do go away. So. Mm-hmm. I, I, that, that's, that's a great point. It's really it was always, always having your home base that, that you can drive people back to. Because otherwise, I mean, I've talked, I, I, my, my home base is Twitter. And and I talk a lot about Twitter, and you know there is there is just no point in being on Twitter if you if you're not driving people back to your home, because you know what what has it got a 19 second half life or something? These <laughs> tweets, right. um, maybe maybe a little bit longer. So so what is the point of putting anything on on Twitter if you don't have a very robust profile, which is which is exciting people enough to get them to click on your website? Yeah, yeah, I think um, there's a, I don't know if you ever follow um, Gary Vaynerchuk before, but he has a book that talks about this topic called Jab, 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 Right Hook. 
And basically the book talks about helping people and he uses Twitter as his example of he helps people, um, let's say 90% of the time when he's on Twitter. So if you follow him on Twitter, you'll see how frequently he kind of is sharing his different story on social media and he runs a social media agency. So he kind of has, has to be on social media, but he's always helping you. You can ask him a question about, you know, business or entrepreneurship or whatever, and he'll answer you even though he has 5 million followers or whatever. And it's kind of incredible. But then he talks about providing value, value, value. And that eventually, you know, when time is right, he's going to, what he calls the right hook, he's going to ask you to buy something. So it may not be something that he does every day or it may not be something that he does you know, every week, but occasionally he's going to kind of build up the, the value of people who follow him and enjoy him and, you know, want to, want to, you know, to give him something. Eventually he asks for that, that money. And in his case, that's him selling books. So I think he's coming out with a book right now and he's kind of done that strategy to a T, but I think that same model could be applied to vacation rental companies. Like you could go answer questions that people have about Myrtle Beach on Twitter for, you know, four or five months without, you know, pushing or asking them to do anything for you. And then you probably build up a pretty good follower base over time. And then if you, when you want to kind of send that right hook and say, okay, now we have specials on our vacation rentals, you've kind of built an audience that's paying attention to you because of the help that you provide them on this platform. So you can kind of drive people back to your website in that way. I'm going to put the put a link to a, it's a post called I asked for eggs and I think that that describes yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk to a T he tweeted out he said good morning everyone need anything and mm-hmm. somebody came back and said at Gary V eggs I'm out of eggs and he <laughs> actually delivered eggs he got the yeah. egg he got the address from the guy and he had eggs I can't remember how many dozen it was but he had them delivered Probably not something I would do, but it was it was simply it doesn't matter what you're helping with, but you just <laughs> help. And and you made but, that, that that great example. Somebody says, you know, I don't know what to do in Myrtle Beach this weekend. You're out there mm-hmm. as the expert. You just go in there and give them some suggestions. But um, I was just thinking, like, you know, in any area, there's probably someone who's, you know, tweeted out something like where to go for dinner tonight or um, where should I go to eat tonight or something like that. And if you set up some kind of filter or some kind of notification for everyone who tweets that in your area and then give recommendations, think of that goodwill you're going to build with someone. Are you going to get the rental that week? No, probably not because they're already there, but they're going to remember you. And if they, you know, if they follow you and you follow them back and you build some kind of rapport there when, you know, I bet that guy has an amazing story to tell, but I also bet the next time Gary put a book on sale, he probably bought it to support him because of that memory that he kind of created with that person. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, there'll be a link to jab, 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 right hook on, on the show notes because that, that also is one of my favorite books. Uh, I was going to go on and ask you about AdWords, but I think, um, Mm -hmm. we are getting to, towards the end here. Um, and I think that, you know, might be the topic of, of another podcast. If yeah, I could if, perhaps ask you to come back for a part two. Totally. I would, I would love to do an AdWords one. So we could almost do, um, I mean, geez, we could, we could keep going because, I mean, there's Google AdWords. I just did a post on Bing ads that I put on the site recently um, that I think are kind of a good opportunity, even if they're not going to drive as much traffic. There's Facebook ads. There's so much. There's a lot of different paid things you can do. So maybe you've kind of listened to some of the stuff we've talked about today and you've decided maybe SEO isn't your thing, but there's all kinds of paid advertising options that are building you kind of the, that traffic, you know, in a way that's different than HomeAway and VRBO that we could kind of go over. So I, I, I'd love to come back, yeah. Well, that would be that would be great because I, I I think it's it's too big a topic just to uh, to try and cram into a, you know three <laughs> five minutes at the end of this this interview. So, um, just lastly, so when you're working with um, with a new client, um, <laughs> what do you like to see in their current site? What what when you go to their site, you go yes, I'm glad you got that. 
Um, but and what would you what would you recommend that everyone does? Yeah, so a smaller vacation rental manager, I want to see them. I feel like that's something that's skipped pretty frequently. And especially if it's someone who has two or three properties. And we were talking about Kim before the call. But if you go on her website and look at her video, you actually see Kim and you see her story about these properties that she has. And she you know, she doesn't have a lot. She just has a small number. Um, I think if, you, if that's the, the kind of model that you've set up for yourself, let's say you have you know one to five or less than five properties, you're kind of the you know, the, the do it all yourself type of person. And you're going through and you're the one answering the call and you're the one that's dealing with these people. I feel like I want to see that person. That's kind of like what maybe is going to appeal to me if I'm a, if I'm a guest considering your rental, as opposed to some of these other ones. Um, I think we were talking, I was talking about this with someone the other day, but they added a profile picture on their home away page and they made it a picture of, I think it was, um, this person and their, and their spouse. And they saw that their inquiry started going up just from adding a picture on their homeware profile page because people could actually see them instead of that little gray box. So I think humanizing is kind of something that I like to see whenever I see an about page and I click on it and it's a picture. And if it's a rental company, I see a picture of like the whole team or I see a picture of the owner of the company and here's the person that does housekeeping and here's the person that does this. I feel like that's kind of something that I always smile and like to see on every website, not really SEO related at all. Just something that I think people, you know, should do, can do a better job of. So, so that's something you'd recommend that everybody does is, to, yeah. and, and, and I know we're guilty of that. We're just about to transition to a new website and, and I haven't completed the about us page, but it's something that, uh, it's something that a lot of our competition don't do. So, so that's definitely something that, that we're going to do because I know whenever I go to a website, it doesn't matter <laughs> what sort of website, almost the first page I go to is the about us page. Yeah, definitely. I think it's like, that's my, uh, that's my first reaction to do start to, you know, maybe, I, maybe I came in on a blog post or maybe I came in on an interior page. So I may look at the homepage first, but then the next one I go to always the about page. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Conrad, I can't believe that, um, that our time has gone past so quickly. I can't I wait to get you back on again. We'll do that probably next month and talk totally. about AdWords. So, but in the meantime, uh, where can people get hold of you to find out more? <laughs> Well, speaking of social media, you can follow me on Twitter. My handle is pretty easy to uh, to remember. It's just at Conrad O'Connell, no spaces or apostrophes or anything like that. Um, and if you have a question or something like that, and I can um, I can help you, you can always email me. My email address, the quickest way to get a hold of me, is just Conrad W O'Connell at gmail dot com. That's my uh, one that I check most frequently. Um, some someone someone took my someone took Conrad O'Connell at gmail dot com, so I had to put a W in there. I don't I don't know who that person is, but I don't like them very much. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a quick way to get a hold of me. And are you still playing golf? I am still playing golf, not as nearly as much as I used to. But um, yeah, if any of if anybody who listens is in the Myrtle Beach area and wants to play, or ever vacations here and wants to play, I would I would be more than glad to play. Um, play with them maybe give them a few course recommendations too oh that sounds fantastic i i'm i'm such a a, a novice um chasing a ball around a lot of green grass but <laughs> yeah uh, but you know if i ever come down there i might just take you up on that <laughs> yeah definitely let's do it <laughs> conrad thank you so much for joining me it's been an absolute pleasure i'll look forward to the next time all right sounds good Hannah. have a good one well i don't know about you but i am overwhelmed with information that was just fantastic conrad i what what that what that conversation has done is just really fired me up um back into the sort of seo arena um it's i i it, it's just got me interested in the in the whole aspect of um of search engine optimization again 
So, you know, I'm going to go back to, we've, we've just created a new website for our company, at Cottage Link Rental Management. Um, probably will have been launched by the time this is published. Um, but I've got still, we've still got a lot of work to do on it. And, and I'm going to use so much of, um, of what Conrad has shared to, to, to help me get that information out to people and, and try and, uh, and get it ranked get our pages um, ranked highly. So thank you, Conrad. Conrad will be back. We will come back with a part two of, um, of our discussion to talk about um, ads, not just, uh, you know, he, he called PPC, pay-per-click. I, I've always wanted to get the, the inner thinking on what pay-per-click is and how effective it is and how you go about setting it all up. Because, you know, the times when I've looked at AdWords, it always looks very complicated. And then there's not, it's not just, it's not just AdWords, Google AdWords, it's things like um, Facebook ads uh, as well, because those I find terrifically confusing. So, so that's it for another week. I am, I'm a bit, uh, I'm a bit drained now. And um, I'm just going to go and put my feet up as you as you listen to this of course i'm still in the bahamas going to put my feet up have a few more hours of the sun and um and i will be back with you again next week and looking forward to that and of course um don't forget go to the show notes uh, at cottageblogger.com forward slash um vrs116 i think it's pretty sure it's going to be 116 <laughs> But just go to cottageblogger.com anyway. It will come up on the first page. And, uh, and check out the show notes because there's a, there were a lot of, lot of things that Conrad mentioned um, that I'm going to be including in the show notes in, the, in terms of, of links. So if you want to know more, and particularly if you want to go and take a look at Conrad's website and just look at these checklists um, that shows what he does as a digital marketing consultant, I think you will be... Uh, you'll be surprised. And uh, and anyway, that's what I'm going to go and do. So thanks very much again for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here with me again today. And, and I'll talk to you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over. But don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. Oh,